What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again to the program. If it is your first time listening, welcome aboard. Thanks for joining us. Got a killer episode in store for you. Um, But first, we've got some show notes. If you would like to help support this show in a free way, if you would like to help spread the word, then please hit the subscribe button on iTunes. Give it a rate. Give it five stars. And then say a few nice words about the podcast. You don't have to say a lot. Just drop a line. And that's going to help with... uh, creating more national visibility for the show as well as the artists that come on the show which is important to uh just creating sustainability for this so if you want to continue to see it grow then please uh please feed it with your uh, your lovely reviews and your subscribes and you can do that across the board on the youtube channel as well and uh, maybe share your favorite video got tons of videos up there recently premiered through the vortex music magazine big supporters vortex thank you as always uh, we put out the Hammerhead uh, Hollowed Grounds video. So check that out, as well as other Hammerhead videos. Autonomics videos are coming at you soon. And there's just tons of videos up there to check out. So um, there's something for everybody. And speaking of videos, Tri-Mars uh, short doc that I've been working on is is on its way. And uh, I think there's going to be an announcement for a premiere for that short film coming at you very soon and the first cuts are looking really nice and super stoked to share that with everybody so um yeah just before we get into this episode just want to shout out some calendar dates that's uh that maybe you should check out if you want to go see some some music here in portland oregon this these are great opportunities to do so october 5th my friends in adverse effects are playing at the good foot killer venue and uh, radio phoenix who um their drummer lee hauser is uh featured on this episode so radio phoenix is is a part of uh this show and you'll get to hear a little bit about them on this episode as well as the all-star opera coming down from seattle so that's going to be dope um i will uh i will most most definitely be there um also October 8th, that same weekend, one of the uh, Sunday sessions going at, down at Ron Tom's, my friends in New Move. So check that out. New Move crushes it, and those shows are free on Sundays, and it's just a, a killer venue. No Kind of Rider and the Mountain Flowers also on that. Um, yeah, that's what we got going on. And uh, yeah, check out Balto also, October 15th. That's the at the Doug Fur. Balto at the Doug Fur is going to be uh that's gonna be crushing. Also October fifteenth at Portland City Hall. It's Portland Hip Hop Day twenty seventeen. So that's gonna be also a very cool event to check out. All right, you got it? You got some dates on there? You got some endorsements. You know what I'm doing, you know what I'm up to. I'm I'm trying to hit those shows. And uh then we have this episode. 
In this episode, I hung out with MC and musician David Barber, as well as uh, previously mentioned Lee Hauser, who is the drummer for Radio Phoenix. And uh, they just dropped a record together. David Barber and, and Radio Phoenix have dropped a, a new project called Painted on the Wall. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a fun record. It's a, it's a hip-hop jazz album. It's, um, it's live band hip-hop. You know? it's, it's, it's a jazz band with an MC. And that's uh, definitely something that I enjoy very much. And just, just another extension of the strength of the, uh, the live band hip-hop here in Portland, Oregon. And the hip hop scene in general is just—it's a very beautiful thing right now, and it just seems to c- continue to to branch out and uh, continues to uh, set new levels for itself. So very cool stuff. And uh, to to get it kicked off, to get episode seventy-eight, yeah, seventy-eight—that's right. To get episode seventy-eight kicked off we're gonna get into a track off of uh painted on the wall and uh yeah this is the new track from uh david barber and radio phoenix the song is called dirt let's get into it Dark chocolate mocha spark my chakras and unclock the spot that's clogging my thought process. Hop out of bed to unblock my inner profit. Lock myself in the room until my health is a tomb. I want my soul to glow through every solo that I blow. Focusing like a pose in a dojo. I might ball like Nike Mojo. Just toss me your cup of joe when I drop into my zone. I got the power to tackle a hundred foes While I'm shackled in a hole with that elephant on my skull People like ants, I'm a tarantula Feeling like every track I craft is a masterpiece on the road Like my caravan when I jump it over a mega ramp And pull the e-brake to slip back in my gypsy camp That's my kung fanya You'll gather round, I drop the scoop on ya I really dig it when I, I really dig into my subconscious combine everything I ever thought at one time And when the planets align, I walk on the Pacific Sea like Jesus sandals were mine I'm too unspecific to see what I actually want to be Come listen to me, I'll confuse you too Stick two words together then perform some voodoo Let you do it and now I got a hand in your mind Like somebody stop that raggedy rag Kid rocking loafers and rags from brainwashing us with his pantomimes Got stressed, depressed, but now I'm fine, still I can't recline Ask me any question, I'm probably answering wrong Matter of fact, I pry open my third cataract Spark the chakra with the dark chocolate mocha now that I shine
dad told me my bars were too cerebral I told my dad his cerebral is too barred Two bars and I'm about to be too far The realm of the radar, I guess I'll just cruise farther Intellect kick Raspian and Chewbacca Celebrate the outcome like Booyaka Booyaka I clocked into work, paper back under my arm Find myself in the novel exiled by Mustafa Swapping literature on the railroad tracks Where you'll find me when the world finally cracks Matter of fact, I'm bending words like the sword on Count Dooku's vest Kick the system like McMurphy when he flew over the cuckoo's nest Yelling, look who's back and look who's just alone at home Read just to look my best Been looking for new hobbies because rapping's a cinch Conduct myself with the character of Atticus Finch Avoid a brainwashed culture like the savages did It's not a brave new world, it's an enslaved you world I'm Bobby Pendragon flooming in to save the world I'm John Mayer waiting on someone to change the world I'm myself, by myself, 90% of the time, unintentionally different Been depressed since fifth grade, thanks to Lemony Snicket You know when life hands me lemons, I start snickering After I vanish from view of the telescreen You know Zagnab thought police been trying to vaporize me For 33 years consecutively They haven't caught me yet, the second time I felt the threat I fled the egg in the alley, grabbed some voodoo donuts Declared myself as a scallywag Ran a couple vocal numbers with O'Malley Then ran across Burnside without stopping to check David Barber, Lee Hauser of Radio Phoenix. Here we are. What's uh, shaking, fellas? Not much. Uh, I just moved back to Portland yesterday, actually. Or two days ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just got back and then we did our show. But yeah, now we're just hanging. Hanging at Lee's house. Um, yeah. I'm Lee. What's up, guys? <laughs> um, yeah, we're just hanging out here. Um, had a good show um, on Friday with David. The day he moved back. So we're just, just getting back in the swing of it. We recorded um, his album back in June. And we're just kind of waiting to... Just, just get back into it. Right so, on. Yeah. Uh, where'd you uh, escape to for a bit, David? Uh, I went back home to Southern Oregon. Okay. So yeah, I'm only living up here for the school terms, but so last year was my first year. But yeah, so going back to uh, Eagle Point, Oregon. I don't know if anybody knows where that is, but that's the place. And the the new record is called Painted on the Wall. Yep. Which you uh, collaborated with with Radio Phoenix on. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Before we get like do a deep dive on the record uh just thought it would be cool to like provide some some foundation for just kind of like uh where you come from like as a as a poet or mc and as well as just how you how you got together with radio phoenix so um yeah when did you start writing rhymes and Um, stuff like that man i mean i loosely started kind of like back probably like eighth grade you know um and then I got into it in ninth grade with one of my friends. We actually recorded a couple songs. Uh, yeah, we called ourselves the KDA, the Knowledge Dropping Association. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep, killer. Me and uh, Tyler Huffman, yeah. Um, and then through high school, I kind of stopped and started. Uh, but uh, And then when I moved up here when I was 19 and I met them, that's when I was like, oh, like they do live shows. They like want to do like live shows with me. That's crazy. So started like funneling the writing and like the musical side of it towards being able to do live shows with this sick band and then um yeah and so we met in october last year and then nine months later we dropped an album yeah yeah um what's the censoring like on this oh whatever you want man yeah no so um, (laughs) you're good (laughs) yeah um it's total fluke actually like um I just walked in on uh, a song. I think it was the Songwriters Ensemble. Yeah, no, <laughs> God, like, I just I walked. It was like a PSU, um, like small ensemble, and uh, I just walked in and the drummer was late or something. Um, and I knew the piano player, so I was like, "Yo, can I sit in with you guys?" 
and um, David was just just started rapping. It was probably carry the vibe or something. No, it's something random. Some random, yeah. And I was like, oh shit! Like, I, like I just I hadn't I had never seen him before, and um, yeah, no, it was, I was just blown away pretty instantly. Um, and it was early in the year, and I was looking to just get rolling and start meeting people. So, Ray Phoenix actually had a show that night, and um, I was just like, yo, do you want to come? Do you want to come play? And he was like, yeah. And then he just came through that night. And uh, yeah, and I just, I listened back to the recordings and I was, you know, I was like, this dude knows what he's doing for sure. So we, yeah, we all like, as a trio, we... Just talking oh, to my bad. for Oh, you're yeah, good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, as a trio, we were all for sure pretty taken back by just him coming up and just killing it. So yeah, that's kind of where we decided to move forward with that. Um, David, when you started kind of writing back like even as early as eighth grade was it kind of always uh, with like a rapper hip-hop approach or was it kind of just like some some poetry at first or just just writing some some lines um it was it was both actually for for a really long time even like through elementary school and middle school i enjoyed writing poetry and uh but it like it became more hip-hop and rap about that time like in high school but it still it stayed like two different lanes like i still i've always enjoyed writing any style, um, and then and then the hip hop writing on the side, um, but yeah. Uh, what what are uh, who are the artists or MCs that you feel like have had the most impact on your style or have influenced you yeah. the most over I love the years? That question. <laughs> I always have that answer planned. There's three. <laughs> uh, the, there's a uh, most deaf for sure, and then uh, Lupe Fiasco and Common. And Common's usually my number one pick. <laughs> those, but, are, uh, those are yeah. very solid picks. Yeah, those are the main three that really uh, had the biggest impact and biggest influence on me. Just like their lyrical content, the vibe of their music, and um, their their musical approach to it. Like so much hip hop nowadays is like like has this imagery of yeah, I'm I'm a rapper and I make hip hop, but it's so far removed from the musicality that it should be rooted in. And those guys like Common and Most Def they're so rooted in that music that yeah like very very heady rappers yeah. and, and not even like heady as in like oh super smart super intellectual but just musical and just feeling based which is really what i dig about those guys but yeah i feel like that that definitely all comes through in your vibe like everything seems to be very like introspective and um trying to put out a positive vibe and a positive outlook on on some things but also just like really exploring some yeah. some of the things going on in your mind and seems like there's like some socially conscious stuff and just seems very genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think out of the gate, like as soon as I heard your voice, I don't know if you get this a lot, but I, I feel like there's uh, some atmosphere vibes. Mm. Yeah, one yeah. guy said that to me, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do like atmosphere. Just, uh, just as far as your, like, your delivery and just the, the tone of your voice can, can kind of take me to that place sometimes, which is not a bad thing in my opinion yeah thank you yeah yeah absolutely um yeah what made you uh was it was there something that made you want to do the full band or live live band hip hop rather than spitting over tracks yeah the the biggest reason or not the biggest reason but um I'm a jazz musician as well I play guitar and um and I think that hip hop is a direct branch of jazz so i feel like these guys are a trio they're they're mainly like a funk hip-hop trio but they're all very capable jazz musicians 
And I, th- I even talked, Lee and I have had so many conversations where I was like, dude, we got to make this record like Kind of Blue or like A Love Supreme. Like this has got to be like a jazz record. But it's just like, I, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Like we wanted that vibe of a jazz record. And yeah, like we had these charts and they have, they all have direction, but we all have freedom inside of them. So like, that's what drew me to that is like, there's still so much art and creativity to be improvised on the spot, even on this album. That's my first album, their first album with a hip hop uh, vocalist. But uh, so, yeah, the jazz vibe is just it's so much more organic. Not that I'm against like beats and producers. I love that. Um, yeah. But I love the jazz vibe as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, especially with with this album, too, like um, with the other albums Radio Phoenix has done or the EPs and whatever. Um <clears throat> It's pretty, we did, it was pretty planned out. Um, we had some pretty planned out stuff. You know, we, we had these, yeah, our stuff is pretty improvisational too, but um, I just felt w- with this record too, like there was stuff that I was working out like the night before, uh, like in David's kitchen. I was just listening to it and I was like, you know what? I think that would be cool to add in there. And it just made it, you know, it, it just felt like a really organic, like it wasn't, um, we were playing beats and then David would just come in and dub them over you know what i mean it was like we the four of us kind of constructed the sounds of each individual song and um just i don't know it just it sounded to me it just sounded and felt like a like a quartet you know what i mean like not like we were backing them up or anything like it was it felt like a collaborative effort for sure which was really nice yeah uh did david have like a lot of influence on the composite the actual compositions then as well for sure i mean you you brought in chord progressions and in structures and forms um and just an idea you know he's like you know i kind of we definitely workshopped them i think as a as a trio and as a quartet too um but yeah no he yeah no he he had a lot of direction for sure like he he had a direction i think i think we all just listened to a lot of the same kind of music and kind of just envisioned kind of the same direction so i feel like we all he was just like yo let's let's do this thing kind of sound like you know just kind of bounce it off each other you know that's what was so nice about it it was just a four-way collaborative thing for sure um you can hold on to the mic just because i I would love to maybe just get also like a little bit of background on radio phoenix so people can know yeah that part of yeah radio collaboration um is me lee hauser uh on drums and uh benjamin spriggs on the keys and zach uh zach alden on on uh electric bass and that group started i guess officially what was that january 25th 2016 i think so about like year and a half year and a half into it and um <clears throat> yeah we actually met because you know it, long story short um i just i met zach through random gigs and then um, he brought me into jam with ben the keyboard player and a rap, local rapper jedi and we just it, it was the kind of music because i came from you know like a rock background and started getting into funk but i hadn't really gotten into the neo soul thing yet and i just heard Ben play and and Zach and it was just this was the music that I had been hearing and I wanted to play you know the neo soul kind of R and B type stuff and we just just you know we jammed on in January and then um, February Zach was like yo let's let's put a thing together and oh no sorry I'm wrong we I, we jammed in October or something and then he's like January let's start a group and um, yeah February we just fucking knocked out an EP and we just we knocked out another one like three months later it was just one of those things where like we just clicked. Um, instantly and super smooth you know like a lot of those bands a lot of bands that i've been in it's just a lot of pushing and a lot of um not tension a lot of friction just along the way but it was one of those things where it just the like ben just brought in these great charts zach brought in great charts and we just 
kind of all had the same vision for him. We just each brought in our own thing. And uh, yeah, we've been we've been going at it for like a year and a half, just playing around Portland. Um, we do a lot of collaboration with other rappers and singers, Moonbeam Kelly, um, Jedi sometimes. We used to work with CJ Mickens too. And uh, yeah, I mean, David, I, f- I feel like David's one of the more complete, fully collaborative projects that we've done, you know, for sure. Yeah, do, so. you, do you feel like you guys enjoy those collaborations just because it keeps things so fresh and it does, it does keep things fresh. Um, it, it's nice. It's, it, well, it's cool because we're, we're kind of just doing, we, I'm a big fan of, um, session guys. You know, I, I study a lot of the guys, the Motown guys, um, and you know, the stacks records guys, like the, the cats that are, um, just behind the scenes, you know, like Booker T and MG is just those guys that are just the trios that are just on every fucking record that you hear and it's just I kind of had that vision for it when I started working on that stuff where it's like okay we got our own thing as a trio but we can also just as a rhythm section just back people up because we play together um and that's you know some of some of the different various projects we've done it's like Radio Phoenix and this artist it's a we're backing them up but with this project specifically I felt like it was it, it just it felt like a quartet it didn't feel like Radio Phoenix featuring David Barber, or David Barber, David Barber featuring Radio Phoenix. It was definitely like a four-way um, collaboration for sure. Right on, uh, David. Did you play some guitar then on the on the record? I did because yeah. I, I know there's some, some yeah. definitely some things going on there. Uh-huh. I played on uh, Dreams Chaos, and I played on the outro, um, and then live shows. I'll I'll grab the guitar for some other songs, but. Uh, that's very cool that you do that i think that that definitely like adds another layer of the dynamic it's like oh this dude is not just the mc of this this entertainment he's also like a part of the band and and the composition so that's that's very cool yeah i think yeah that kind of helped when uh constructing like the beats as well because i'd come in and be like and we would talk through like harmonies like what voice leading has been playing what bass line is zach playing like so uh it definitely helped on creating the vibe that we really were looking for because we could talk in depth about the theory behind that uh these tracks we were making so yeah and you weren't just like not understanding the communication yeah, yeah. <laughs> between the band members uh-huh. yeah. yeah it's fun to geek out on like music theory conversations in like regards to hip-hop because that doesn't happen very much but um do you find that your approach as an MC has to be much different when when working like in the live band setting opposed to rapping over beats. Um, it doesn't have to be different, but it gets to be different because um, that's when you really get to interact with the music. You know, um, like bringing it back to like the John Coltrane, Miles Davis talk. Like those guys were all listening to each other and having musical conversations with the rhythms that they're playing and the harmonies they're playing. And when you're rapping, it's the same thing. Like you get to like mess with the rhythm, especially when we're doing freestyle stuff. We improvise when we're playing live a lot and like, I'll start hitting this one rhythm and he'll start hitting it with me. And then like Ben, like, so yeah, you get to be so much more conversational with the music when when you're playing with a live band as opposed to beats. Yeah. And your function as an MC almost becomes more, like an instrumental part mm, than yeah. than For just sure. a voice on the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I, over the last, I think it's only over like the last three or four years that I've really like fallen into the jazz and that stuff has just become some of my favorite music. Just, yeah. and just getting to talk with the, the jazz musicians is always, uh, always fun 
it to be interesting just to like hear about all the freedoms of, of what goes on within that. And, and just like you were talking about how, how you communicate with one another with your instrument is, is just always like very mind blowing and like next level to me. Cause it's just like something I can't like really comprehend, um, as a musician. And it's just like, I don't know. I find it so engaging to watch. It's just like, Oh man, this is just like, on the off the cuff right here this is completely free form yeah right here yeah. well i think the thing about for me with the jazz background um with both of us but all of us you know all, all of radio phoenix all jazz guys um at some point or another we're in the psu jazz program you know working as jazz musicians and um that's portland like state university portland for state all you uh, out of towners oh you yeah. non-portlanders go vikes <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah i think besides the technical um, things that come with being a jazz musician and, you know, the higher musical understanding that maybe comes with that. I think it's also, um, a perspective, especially when it comes to hip hop, like you get kind of just a historical perspective and kind of a respect <clears throat> for where that art form comes from. Cause, um, myself, like I, you know, I play jazz, study jazz, um, all the way back to, you know, twenties and whatnot, and then go through, you know, um, up through blues and then into rock and roll, R and B, you know, Motown, just all that. I feel like just getting that perspective, um, just makes you a better um, hip hop musician, you know. Uh, I feel like we all have a very historically well informed way that we go about doing this stuff. You know, we're not just making hip hop. You know what I mean? It's it's hip hop that's with you know that that nods to the jazz background that it has. You know, I think that's I don't know. That's really what I like about it for sure. Right on. Uh, cool. This is probably a solid time to to jump into a track off the record here. So. Uh, we're going to hear another song off the uh, Painted on the Wall record, which is called uh, Head Rap. Resonate till I'm one with the seven seats. I let my chest vibrate. Depressive tendencies get suppressed. Uh, let me breathe. I'm like, chill, man. Let me chill. I'm easy going. Trying to cop a mellow groove. Hop the max without paying. I got water in my shoes. I lay low and wallow in my blues. Ever since I was born underwater while rocking a head rap, I've been following the truth. Meaning I'm walking behind myself, flip the TV off, I stop swallowing the news Ever since my blue and white bike got stolen I've been bumping resurrection till the early morning Pinpoint the very source that inspired me I wrote my first rap on the head rap that I was born in I'm barely a rapper but there's barely a rapper that could wrap his head around the styles that I'm exploring and that's word to my mom If she ever heard my song But it's a good way to go I can't Wait, I can't sleep. I can't dream. I can't breathe. 
don't matter Nobody cares about you There I go again, talking to myself Nobody cares what I do I pinky promise, still I'm trying to cop a mellow groove Juke through the rhythm like a running back I showed a bum named Greg selling crack some of my songs He called a buddy over and told me to run it back uh, That's the first night I got to Portland My shoes weren't even soggy yet now I walk the wasteland with nothing as far as plans I got nothing in my hands, lightsaber tucked into my waistband I'm mace when do how I lace the music With tasteful nuances that can shape your mood And that's word to my niece I pray the world gets better just so she can find peace But it's meant to go away she got, I can't Sicko, wait, sicko, I can't breathe I suffocate on what I can't be Crawling through the deepest crevice of creativity Reaching for a peak that I can't see Search through hard soil Disperse sick verses till my heart spoils I won't conform to the social norm I just approach a mic Then perch like a gargoyle There's three of me watching out for a hunchback I sound like Dory trying to talk to a humpback That means I'm too deep, nobody will listen My style's more like free jazz than it is the typical rap uh, My style's more like free jazz than it is the typical rap I could sense it ever since the day Sybil Trelawney foresaw my fate The prophecy cracked till Voldemort dumb on my way Wipe away any wizard when I wave my wand Decapitate Urukat when I raise my sword I carry light to the darkness when I praise the Lord I hop up onto any track with my inhaler Cause I can't breathe Till I'm one with the seven seas I let my chest vibrate depressive Tendencies get suppressed So go on, so go on. My style's more free Like jazz than typical Rap is, is one of the uh, the lines there Pretty know. close, you skewed it a little bit I'm sorry <laughs> My style's more like free jazz than it is the typical rap Is that Yeah, there it is Alright <laughs> Um, which is basically what we were, we were talking about before, but yep. yeah, I think that's one of those, uh, songs that, that definitely, uh, shows that off. Um, yeah. Anything in particular kind of inspire the words behind head rap? We came, we came up with that beat the night you came out cause you were like, yo, do some shit on the brushes. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you asking about like lyrically though? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That song's hard to talk about lyrically because it goes a lot of places. <laughs> um, 
that line specifically, my, my style is more like free jazz than it is a typical rap. Um, I listen to a lot of free jazz, like um, Ornette Coleman and uh, just that type of stuff. A lot of stuff that most humans don't like to listen to because it's pretty abstract and it's pretty aggressive. But uh, I think those vibes from that type of music definitely inspires some of like some of the imagery that I reach for. Um, and then in other spots, I, I make really... Uh, kind of really vague references to Common and Erica Badu and some of their lyrics. And uh, uh, yeah, that song is lyrically just kind of all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I think in general, like one of the things I dig about your your lyrical approach is just your, your references. They're just very, there's just like such a wide range of it. Like it seems to be informed from so many different areas. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd say it's informed from a lot of stuff. I love to talk about books that I like and movies and uh, just anything. Anything that I think I can pull some cool imagery out of, I like to go for. So. Yeah, like uh, Dirt was the, the first track that we opened the episode up with. Mm-hmm. And that's got the uh, McMurphy Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest yeah. line, which is super rad. Thanks. And uh, yeah, I think that's one of, usually one of the things that that I'm paying attention to, like from MCs, is just like, what are your references? And like, how on point are those? Because they're, they're always just like fun to catch, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then another line from from Dirt that I, that I really dig is the, uh, my dad said my bars are too cerebral. I told my dad his cerebral is too barred. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's one of my favorite lines oh, on, yeah. on the record for sure. <laughs> yeah, he likes that line too. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, how did you how did you guys uh, go about producing this record together? Because to me, it, it feels like it has a very like DIY feel to it, in a, in the best of ways. Like almost almost a uh, I don't know, like even just like a punk rock vibe to it in the sense of the DIY thing. Like it sounds like the record itself to me sounds like some some dudes got in the room. And just hit record and it comes like across very organic mm-hmm. yeah a lot of a lot of people when they're recording these records they do multiple takes and multiple punch-ins and they'll lay the bass then they'll lay the drums then they'll come in a week later and lay the vocals we did it all in the same room all at the same time in two days which is why my voice is tattered right now <laughs> which is a different story but uh it I think it gives that organic vibe because we were there looking at it. We were making eye contact with each other while we were all laying the song. And Ben would play something sick and I would go, oh, and Zach, and we were all yelling at it. So you can hear us in the record. Like, we're like, ah. Like, my favorite one is in Dirt, right when Ben starts to solo. I I think it's you. You're just like, ah. It's somebody. But, like, that stuff, that's good stuff to have. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, that's that's always a lot of fun to hear on jazz records in general. Like when oh, you yeah. can hear the players like really feeling it just and like, like hyping each other up. Yeah, man. That's the best. It, I love it, listening to that. Yeah. It's, it definitely painted on the wall. Your, the record like definitely seemed to capture like a very cool energy mm, thank for you so sure. Much, yeah. Um, yeah. So do you do like all the, uh, all the rapping, and and singing that was all done like captured as live tracks as well um or all the there are two wait no there's yeah there are two vocal things that i went back on a few weeks later um and they're an outro 
Okay. The, uh, yeah, the hook and outro. I came back and did that later, but all the rest was on the spot in the studio. Right on. Yeah. Um, and as far as like all the lyrics, were those were those all like written pieces ahead of time, or any of that stuff kind of come straight from the straight from the dome on the spot? Uh, none of them were none of them were freestyles. Most of them, um, it was all planned. Maybe not written, but it was all premeditated. Um, okay. Yeah, intro. This, the track track one intro uh, freshly unearthed. We wrote that in the studio. Actually, we we had finished all our material. We were like, we need something else. Yeah, we ate some pizza. We listened to some Badu and some some D'Angelo, and then we crafted that. And so that stuff that that was the closest to improvised lyrics that they were, but they were still pretty planned out. Um, but yeah. And then so in the in the live sense, like when you guys are playing shows. You can kind of explore some of the the freestyle stuff. Yeah, we do a lot of improvising um, on the shows. It that also seems to get the crowd going a little bit because you start like talking about them and like pointing at them, and they're like, "Oh wow, he's incorporating us." Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Dreams and chaos kind of seems like one of the jams that really gives the band their opportunity to breathe and shine. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, is that is that something that, like, as far as the composition, is that something that kind of comes from the band, and then you you jump in with with all the lyrics? Or no, composition wise, actually, uh, we were jamming. It was me and Lee, and J- our friend Julian and our buddy Miguel. Um, we were jamming, and I just started singing that melody, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of nice." And then that's so why I kind of wrote the chords, changed keys, finished the lyrics, and I brought it in. I was like, "You guys want to like try this out? It can just kind of like." Yeah, I sent him like a quick little recording, like, you guys like this? And then so we just kind of like, we ran with it as something that we could just develop and let it go where wherever it goes. For sure. So, yeah. uh, Lee, how do you, like, from the approach of a musician, like working with an artist like David, like, um, how do you... How do you go about, like, serving the song the best way? <sighs> Um, well, I, 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 I go to school for jazz, um, right now and I'd say, you know, my, a lot of my training the past four years up until about a couple months ago was mostly jazz. Um, but in the last like year or so, I've been mostly just, um, just going at, um, just hip hop beats. Like I just transcribe, like I don't, I don't really, people ask me who my favorite drummers are. And like I couldn't say drummers, but I could say producers more than anything. I'd say like Jay Dilla. Like I transcribe the shit out of Jay Dilla. Like I spent hours doing Jay Dilla shit. So and also like kind of I study it like jazz. Like I transcribe it. I um I look at where you know sometimes the the beat will you know they'll drop the beat on the one you know they'll leave the one out or they'll drop out for a bar here when there's some dense lyrical shit happening. So like I think. Um, I just spent a lot of time figuring out how hip hop be- beats work and how where they fit into a song and why certain things happen the way they happen. So I, I feel like that kind of training before David kind of helped me um, just hear what it was, you know, hear like sound like a beat. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm going for a lot of the time is just to sound like a hip hop beat. Sure. Um, so I think, um, kind of went on a tangent there. Um, I think that's, that's mostly what informed it, I think was just thinking, thinking like a hip hop producer. Like I I was in there, we were playing, 
live music. We were, but I, I was still thinking kind of like a beat, you know, like I got to lay down the beat. Okay. And then like I was talking about before with a lot of stuff that I worked out, you know, in his kitchen the night before where I was like, okay, well here's, you know, there's an idea shift here. So like carry the vibe. Um, I can't think of the lyric right now, but there's like, okay, there's kind of like a lyrical shift or like a lyrical break here. So I'm going to add some tambourine here <clears throat> just cause it's a long verse. It's like 32 bars. It's a long 232. So it's, it's too really long. You know, I, I didn't want to just play the same boom bap thing all the way through. So, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I just kind of listened to where the ideas were shifting and I just threw a tambourine in here, you know, shaker there just for texture shifts and stuff. Cause I feel like a lot of the times, Drums in general is, is a lot of texture. A lot of, it's it's beat, but it's also a lot of texture. So I think that's kind of where I try to just serve the textures of the music and the mood. Um, you know, in uh, Paige Olivia, try to do some cymbal swells, just get that kind of churchy vibe. You know, get that that's big cool thick song. thick vibe. Yeah, like it's I don't know. I, I again, we all listen to a lot of the same music. You know, I, I listen to a lot of gospel, a lot of um, D'Angelo, um, Hiatus Coyote. So I think we you know we all kind of had the same musical direction in a lot of ways. So it was pretty easy, honestly, just stepping in there and doing it. Um, aside from, from David being a jazz musician, musician himself. Mm. Um, I know earlier in the conversation when you were talking about just kind of how you came across each other, that, that you were pretty blown away by him and, and yeah. you feel like he's, you know, maybe more of a complete artist than some of the For others sure. that you've worked with. Yeah. Uh, what is it about, about David's style and, and musicianship that, the that modesty, really grabs you? The modesty, I'd say. Um, just in general, um, some dudes that I've met in a number of different cities, states, um, on the national stage, on the world stage, it's a lot of flash. Yeah. It's a lot of... It's a lot of nonsense. Drop some names. Let's let's, let's cruise the farm right here. I'm just kidding. Let's fucking roast some dudes right now. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. No. Um, but, yeah. It's going down. We're about to roast. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to kill myself. No, I'm just, I'm just um, But uh, uh, Just the modesty, though? Modesty. Yeah. Modesty. Um, yeah. No, I think just that he's... It, there's no nonsense. Very, like... Um, like, you know, he, he's, we were showing his record to, I, I told him our jazz professor at PSU, Daryl Grant, um, he's like, what are you doing over the summer? I was like, yo, I'm recording, um, now I'm with David. He's like, David Barber. And I was like, yeah, no, cause he's, he just plays, plays guitar, doesn't go around running around, you know, um, acting fool and acting like he's big shit, even though we could be, you know what I mean? Like he's one of the, um, one of the best freestylers I've heard live, um, and I think, you know, Daryl's like, David, David, for real? And yeah, we showed him his record and he, you know, said he liked it, you know? And I think a lot of people are, I think, are just surprised that people that maybe they know him and don't know that he raps are pretty blown away by the, the stuff that he's able to accomplish. And I think just, uh, especially in the freestyling too, it's, and the written lyrics, it's just, it's full, like what you said, it's just, it's full of good content it's not filler it's not just words that fit rhythmically it's like every word and every syllable and every beat has like an intention it's not just filling up the beat you know and um yeah and thick with references and like thought you know like a lot of thought put into the into the references and the intention um yeah i think that's that's what it was was just like a real like rapper but lyricist poet you know what i mean like that's what got me yeah i also feel like there's a pretty strong uh just gassing you up over here david yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I feel like there's there's also like a strong uh, singing dynamic to to some of the tunes too, where right. you're not just. I, I feel like from like like David throws down some some very good like vocal melodies mm-hmm. as well, and like <laughs> I, I don't feel like it's just the the rapping and and that that happens. Like there's certain jams where you you kind of just kind of ease into the groove and are just singing these sweet little melodies. I know you're not like going at it like full voice or, or for anything, but like I don't know. There's there's some moments that that seem to like really bring that out as well thank you it, yeah it's funny you mentioned that because like i don't view myself as a singer at all and i never really have but uh yeah i definitely stretched myself on the singing part um because it's hard to take yourself seriously when you're not used to doing it like that like singing is like more vulnerable than playing guitar because it's you you know yeah like it's it's your it's you you are vibrating right your instrument's not vibrating you are vibrating so i don't know but yeah, I think I'm very I'm I'm really glad that I was able to stretch myself and incorporate uh, the singing parts. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's why that why they came out the way they did because you didn't take it so seriously. Man, or, I mean, or, I definitely took it seriously. Yeah, maybe you know, that's but not it was, definitely not what I meant. But yeah, just no, how you, you you were uh, saying that it's hard to take yourself seriously. Uh-huh. So I wonder if if that played into the way they came out. It might have. I I felt pretty comfortable in in the studio though. That helped a lot. Like, it's a good studio. it was. It's a really nice studio. Broken Works Productions in Ashland, Oregon. Okay. Um, Jim Abdo, yeah. But uh, yeah, the singing. It was a weird thing for me. Um, it's just something that if if you haven't done a lot and you are, are not comfortable, you're not going to be able to like do it. But I'm I am getting uh more adapt at that. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's that's one of the things that that draws me into a dude like J Cole. Is that he yeah. can do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But, um, as far as uh, your lyrics, do you find that you write a lot like in chunks or of, of songs or just maybe just throw down the entire song in one sitting or is it kind of come about different ways for, for each tune? Yeah, it's different all the time. Some Some tunes will be written over the course of three or four months and they'll never go on paper. I'll just think about it while I'm walking down the street and some tunes I'll have an out of body experience for 10 minutes and then I'll look at the page. I'll be like, Holy crap, look, there's carry the vibe right there on the paper. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's different for all the songs, you know? Yeah. There's not one, one set way that it happens. Well, I definitely appreciate the record and I, I definitely feel like it captures this very cool vibe of like a small jazz club or, or just, just being in, very a tight space and there's not like a whole lot of i don't feel like there's a whole lot of flash on the production it just sounds like some really good musicians like throwing down and even even um i guess the dynamic of of how your vocal is recorded or or mixed in like there's it's very dry and and just just sits right in with the band like it's there's nothing flashy or anything like that going on with it yeah i like i think that uh um kind of my goal was to make make this music that speaks for itself that it so that it doesn't have to have like a fuzzy static fade in and a big production behind it we really just laid them dry and let the let the songs be the songs is kind of how i like to view it but. um hey, did you have any anything yeah. you'd like to add to that before yeah, well, we? i think like <clears throat> me and david david and i um David and myself, <laughs> had, like we, like you know, we, <clears throat> we knocked it out 
in two two full studio days. So probably what two eight hour days, two ten hour days, and um, but like by no means was it thrown together. I mean, we outside of the rehearsals, we just me and him. We we went. We go get coffee and we would sit in in the park blocks by PSU and we talk for hours about like that exact thing. Like we, you know, this is gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna sound like not sound like a jazz record, but it's going to have that approach, you know what I mean? Like the live in the studio thing, um, just getting that live vibe. Like you feel like you're in there, in the room, like with these four guys just doing it, you know, like, the, yeah, a lot of, it's it's nice to hear you say that because we definitely, that was like, that was a thing that we, we talked for hours about trying to get that, just with the production too, even in the mixing, just getting that sound for sure. Yeah, and I think that's, I don't know. Some of the DIY elements I was talking about too is just like because of that, like not a bunch of layered production and the fact that you guys were able to knock most of it out by just capturing everything live yeah. is is just a yeah. It's just very cool and the more yeah, just every time I hear all eight tunes on there, I just I, I like it more and more and oh, just man. seem to I'm kind of. I've listened to it enough where now I'm starting to pick up on, on the little things that are just like, Oh, I didn't hear that line or that reference before, you know? Um, so definitely, uh, encourage people to, to check this record out, which is uh, painted on the walls. Is it walls or wall? Wall. I'm sorry. Painted on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking up the, uh, the titles <laughs> <laughs> painted on the wall. It's available, uh, all over iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, yep. um, copies as well. If you want to yeah. contact us. Yeah. Where can uh where can people keep up with uh what David Barber is doing? Um let's see. My Facebook my Facebook and Instagram is or are at David Barber Music. All right. Um that's pretty much it. And then we got uh Yeah, Lee, where where can people keep up with what Radio Phoenix is doing? Because I know you guys are out and about playing a lot. I think you have a you're playing October fifth with uh Adverse. Yes, good foot. Uh, good foot. And then David's actually, I don't know when this is going to air, but um, we're doing September 30th. We're going to do, he's going to do kind of a short set um, at the local celebrity. Um, is that uh, Saturday then? I guess that would be Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Cool. I think this um, is going to come out on the Friday prior. Yeah. Um, yeah. Local <laughs> yeah. celebrity is a new bar in town. It is indeed. We're excited. Yeah, it's a great opportunity for sure. Um, but yeah, Radio Phoenix. Uh, I think it's www.radiophoenix.xyz, I think is what it is. And That's on the World Wide Web. Yeah, people. and you can you can hit us up on his Facebook or um, I do I do a lot of his booking right now. And you can just hit me up. Um, uh, I think my email's maybe on your page somewhere. Is, is it on? I don't think so. The record? Yeah, it's just uh, 5th.booking at gmail.com. Right on. Or no, 5thman.booking at gmail if you want to hit us up. Fifth man fifthman.booking at gmail.com for physical copies and whatnot. Sweet. Um, I'll let David take care of this it's part. Um, you, we end every episode of the podcast with uh, the guest saying the, the tagline, which is, it's a program <laughs> with, a, with a U instead of an A. And uh, yeah, so if you just want to give us your best, it's a program, That's however it. you would like to deliver it. It's a program. He nailed it. He nailed it, everybody. <laughs> Lee Hauser, David Barber, thanks for hanging out with yeah. me today. And, Thank you, Dan. Uh, talking about your new record. Encourage folks to check that out as well as a Radio Phoenix live show or a David Barber Lee, uh, Radio Phoenix show yeah. Yeah. would be most excellent as well. We're going to play it out with one more jam. It's called Carry the Vibe. 
and uh, I feel like it kind of is a nice song to to play the episode out with. It's one of the sure. the shorter, sweeter tunes, but but also just kind of encapsulate it. It's all the uh, all, all that we talked about today. Yeah. So thank you guys again for hanging. This is uh, Carry the Vibe. Thanks, Dan. Check it. Catch you on the flip side, Portland. Carry the vibe, feeling my soul. Bury my mind and I fill in the hole. Cause I'm feeling the start when I chill in my zone. Carry the vibe, I'm feeling my soul. Bury my mind and I fill in the hole. Cause I'm feeling the start when I chill in my zone. I wake up. And I fall asleep in the shower, I stay stuck in a dream Blow away with the steam, I throw away the paradigm Paralyzing my demeanor, then carefully tiptoe around the regime But since I missed the fight inside the mist, I missed my ride And I've been making this journey alone Either way, I'm all alone in this gilded era of phony people and clones chilling on their phones I'm probably chilling in my room, elephants on the shelf A gorilla playing a stand-up bass painted on the wall, that's the case where I travel to is a ghost and where I stay to develop my prowess, dare I say There I said it, I'm clearly pathetic Just a shapeless mass that evaporated hypothetically A hyperactive hermit hallucinating while I sleep in the shower The water's pretty hot but the bars could burn it My thoughts teach my thoughts new thoughts and I just pause to learn it Pause the service, my empty particles are lost at the circus There's always a part of me that wants to desert this Feeling of a lack of purpose Wait, I just figured out what it was I got to cast the ring into the fiery mouth of Mordor Defeat a dark mark like Mortis Mordor Overthrow the Sith and bring balance to the force And then rap and rhyme Well, I guess that's what I was born for Praise dance for an hour already I think that I better do four more Thrust that hollow body into my grip I morph into a performer Carry the vibe, filling my soul Bury my mind and I fill in the hole Cause I'm feeling the style when I chill in my zone Carry the vibe, I'm feeling my soul Bury my mind and I fill in the hole Cause I'm feeling the style when I chill in my zone Feeling my vibe Sometimes I'm feeling my villain aside, but I put my feelings aside. How about that single file line? Walk into the jungle just to see what I could find. Just me and my half Komodo dragon, half K9, Riley mine, no Rastafarian, fresh out of hibernation. About to go and see what we could stir up. Somebody shifting through my head just to see what they could corrupt. They try to color me playing dark ways of being, try to scuffle me in. I shuffle the deck, then stuff them back in, then they're never out of place again, for real, man. Where I've been doing my thing I might sit, I might stand Either way I'm chopping and he might stand Whenever I swing my right hand Like Jimi Hendrix standing up next to a mountain I pummel any terrain into rubble And funnel into a drain to a tunnel Where I remain in a puddle But the puddle's just the shower that I fell asleep in I'm knee deep in lack of sleep induced hallucinations I carry the vibe, feeling my soul bury my mind Cause the world is exactly what I'm escaping Turn the water off and lace up the bow shoes to conquer the day uh, Kick the verse then I saunter away Carry the vibe, feeling my soul Bury my mind and I fill in the hole Cause I'm feeling my style and I'm chilling my zone Carry the vibe, I'm feeling my soul Bury my mind and I fill in the hole Cause I'm feeling the style when I'm chilling my zone
Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. It's a program. <laughs>